Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Today, we are trying to make Formula One better. We always try and make Formula One better, and we think we know better than everyone else. We don't. We really don't. Thank you for listening to our Washed Opinions once again. Tommy, today we are going to talk about the point system and how perhaps there's a few tweaks that need to be yeah. made. Look, we need Yuki Tsunoda higher in the championship, so we need to change the points. <laughs> This is the only Absolutely. reason you're on you're you're on board for this, isn't it? Okay, cool. So we've got resident Yuki Sonoda fanboy who didn't predict him to beat you at Nick DeVries this year on the podcast, and me who also believes that there should be some changes. So what we um, have kind of suggested on, and put to you on the YouTube community was: Is it about time F1 put points down to fifteenth? Uh, we asked you that question. 46,000 of you voted. So we're and 62% of you said no. So really glad we've got our ear to the ground as Formula One fans. Um, but perhaps it was a very specific question you asked, Tom Bellingham. Maybe it was just, do the point system need to be adjusted for it to be in- it maybe increase that percentage? Because there are some people, Ronak Jane, for example, who said not 15th, but something like 12th would make it competitive. Seems like a sweet spot. And then we've also got TK, who said, right now, finishing between 11th and 20th makes little to no difference. Overall, that means that towards the end of the race, everyone from 13th onwards starts to hold back. So I feel like there is, there's something here, Tommy. There is. Uh, Do you think the top 15 is the one? I like the top 15, but I can see why people think maybe 12th. I do think they need to extend it to a point because the bulletproof reliability we've seen, I feel like... Uh, I remember looking at how many times in F1 history uh, the entire grid has finished and it was barely like two or three before about 2022 and then now it seems to be quite regular and even when we do have uh, races where we have retirements it's kind of one or two rather than loads so it just means that when you actually have these points on offer particularly particularly with how like you've got this kind of tier system at the moment with a a top four teams if you like there's not many points to play for uh and yeah i think now the reliability uh, is so bulletproof i think a little change needs to happen whether that's to 12th or 15th i personally would like to see points to 15th Now, let's kind of break this down then to pros and cons. It's probably the easiest way of going through this. Uh, It's quite hard as well to come up with a massive cons list when we're both for uh, (laughs) changing the the point system in some way. Um, But let's start with the pros, and this is for down to 15th. Or, you know, let's say just extending the point system. Um, It rewards more drivers. So the battles 
are worth more. Now, I've seen some people going, well, actually, it wouldn't really change anything. And why should we give out participation trophies to, to drivers and whatnot? I, I don't quite understand the argument of that, of it being a participation trophy, because I think one of the awesome things around uh, the lower teams battling is that occasionally they might score a point and it's a massive deal for them. But the problem with which we are we now face in, in 2023 Formula One of the top four teams now locking out the, the top eight positions most of the time and also reliability means that there aren't these these moments to really grasp onto. So if you have it down to the top 15, it means these these battles that you see for 13th, 14th, 15th, rather than going, oh, well, you know, who cares? What's the point? Oh, well, you know, they might go side by side or, you know, they might risk it, you know, just for a bit of banter. But th there's never anything on the line. Whereas if you have a point or two which could change the 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 whole complexity of the of the of the championship then i'm i'm absolutely here for it i don't really see it as a participation trophy no it actually means something to to have these battles where you know if you're an alpha tauri or a uh, an alpha romeo yeah you you you're not going to get points on the regular it's going to be really hard to break into that top 10 when the top eight are already locked locked in then you could argue that maybe even alpine uh, are sitting next and with reliability that's no points on offer now i don't understand why it's a bad thing that these teams at the bottom have something to fight for because i personally think that, that the championship and the constructors championship should be decided based on how well you're doing rather than just having, you know, a f there, and there will be fluke results naturally in Formula One, even if you did to 15th, because you have the odd crazy race and you get loads of points. But it shouldn't be a case where, yeah, you can get six points in a race and then you're like locked in for the rest of the season because you know that Alfa Romeo or Haas or whatever aren't going to yeah, get that I, amount I of points. I hear you. I hear you, Valtteri Bottas hater <laughs> over there. <laughs> but but it's true. Like you, you you kind of almost once you break into that, then you're not. You can just have a kind of average season for the rest of that. Whereas why not? Because people like Joe Guan Yu, Yuki Tsunoda, De Vries, uh, these people fighting at the back, like. A 12th place finish for them is just as good as a Ferrari finishing third, fourth, whatever. So that's their achievement. And then also you get to the end of the season and you can see where people, how well people have done. It's a better representation of it. And you can see who the better drivers are as well. Yeah, why shouldn't we reward a really good 12th, 13th, 14th drive if that's all the car can actually do. Yeah. If a if a Williams, if an Albon you know, scores a 14th or a 13th, why shouldn't that be rewarded? That's kind of my massive question around that. I I don't see too many drawbacks with extending the point system. The, the top doesn't get changed. We've actually created this, this spreadsheet of how the points table would look uh, if it was changed to, to fifth, uh, the top 15. It doesn't change the top. It doesn't change the battle for the, the championship necessarily. You might have the occasional horrendous race. And, oh, you know, Verstappen might pick up a couple of points from 13th or whatever. But it doesn't change a huge amount, at least when we've actually looked at the comparisons of, of what this year, uh, sorry, what this year as it currently is and then what this revised uh, point system would do. I think it might over the course of a whole year, 
change a few drivers, but then it just rewards decent drives to 11th, 12th, 13th. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the argument for not having a battle that these lower midfield teams can actually fight for. because And also, you've got to think that these drivers are battling for... Uh, and, and I know the, the top teams will look and know about Formula 1 a bit more, but I think it's unfair that you kind of... You look at it and go, oh, this driver finished last or whatever in the championship. And I think George Russell right, is a great example uh, when he was at Williams. If you look at his points, if you look at how many 11th and 12th places he got, on paper, you go, oh, actually, he was a bit rubbish, wasn't he? Because he didn't score a single point. But that's not not a representative look at what actually happened in that season. Um, and why why should it just be that you get uh, you know, you only get a point when you're lucky enough that a Ferrari and a Mercedes break down. So there's like a couple of extra points on offer. Uh, you you should be able to be rewarded even when you know none of the cars break down. You should you should be you should have something to fight for because that's going to be more and more reward. common now. And it doesn't reward everyone either. It's top fifteen. There's still five places that don't score, and I think that that is is a key thing here. And I'm also down for you know the top twelve, perhaps. But I guess that the main reason why this whole topic of debate has come up is because there are these very much top four teams in Formula One. We weren't necessarily calling for this last year, the year before, when there's a top three teams or a top two teams, because there is that element of it can change. There might be a an Alpine, an Aston Martin, or whoever at the time could score a point or two. But I think current Formula One, I guess the con or the question that could be asked here is, would this just be a knee-jerk reaction to the fact there are top four teams? And when we get to the new regulation changes, maybe we only have a top two teams and everyone else is fighting out for fifth and below. But then there's still loads of points on offer and it, and it keeps it, uh, keeps loads of people there to fight things. I mean... IndyCar offers points to everyone and you know a lot of it is because it's a, a spec series that it remains close but that is part of it that why the championship stays so close all the time because you're offering a big amount of points for for winning and it goes all the way down the order so you've still got stuff to fight for even if you've had a bit of a, a stinker of the race it's you don't just pull the car in and go oh we'll retire no you know, we can get to fifteenth and bag some points or or whatever, and it could could end up making a huge difference by the end of it. So, yeah, I don't see many many cons with it personally because you just get more racing. So you mentioned IndyCar, MotoGP also score the top fifteen. Uh, their point system goes as follows: it's twenty five, twenty, fifteen, thirteen, eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now, what stands out to me for that is not only is it scored down to 15, but if we were to implement this into Formula One, the winner gets less of a margin over second place. Of course, right now it's seven from 25 to 18. It's now 25 to 20 if we were to put the MotoGP system in. How do you feel about that, Tommy? That's an interesting one because it's something that actually got implemented to try and peg back Michael Schumacher back in the day because it used to be uh, 10 points for a win six points for second and then they changed it to make it 10 and eight uh, and yeah. a lot of the thinking behind that was well if michael schumacher is going to win every race then let's make it two points so it, it closes up but then you know 
you never know what effect it's gonna gonna have on it um i do like the the winner being rewarded more uh that's something i'm not a big fan of in the sprint that you only get one extra point for winning the thing than finishing second because that's not gonna maybe encourage people going for moves but i looked at the MotoGP point system and thought yeah it's pretty pretty decent like it's a it's a good good amount i guess other options are to offer more points so more than 25 for a win uh and then you have bigger gaps between them but no, I think the MotoGP system is is pretty good. And like you say, we've worked out a whole championship table, which we'll share in the video version uh, for you to have a look at. And it doesn't change yeah, a huge amount. And we'll link it as well, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you want to have a look at it yourself, I think we'll be able to link it. Or we'll post it on social as well. Review, and stuff. Or if not, yeah, we'll post it on social. We'll we'll put it on the, on the screen so you can have a look. I guess, you know, the one thing is, you know, if you want, you could extend the, the points to, to more than 25, as you say, or we use the MotoGP point system, but just have 25, and then you have 18 for second, and 15, 13, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So perhaps you just still keep that seven-point margin if if that is what people want, and then it, it stays sort of similar to what MotoGP is uh, right now. Yeah, uh, but I think it's few and far between with with the gaps between the winners. I think the the, the main thing here is offering the the lower team something uh, to fight for. Which I, I I think we've not really gone into the cons, but the only con that we could really think of was a lot of people replying to you know your tweet about it saying points for fifteenth or our YouTube community post is saying that you know points should be earned and it should be this amazing thing, but I don't know, like, is it is it that exciting when Williams don't score a point all season and then get one? Like, it, I don't know. It's not like a, it's not like this amazing thing. I'd much rather Williams be rewarded for the races where Albon puts that car where it shouldn't be in a 12th, 13th or whatever and has something to show for it. I think that's a lot more interesting than just never scoring a point and then oh they've got a point isn't that amazing but it's kind of like not really i mean on the flip side i i we love, we love a disagreement <laughs> i would say that for example when george russell scored his first points and you can see that he in his art like he was crying like he, he it was a, a such a massive moment for not just him but also i'd say the formula 1 community like we were so invested in the fact that he just was never scoring points and he kept falling short and, oh, my God, you know, is he ever going to score a point? Obviously, he was going to score a point. Um, and then, you know, eventually did and had these amazing results that came out of nowhere. We, I guess we wouldn't have had that if we had points down to, to 15. And that, that in itself, yeah, points, the argument is points should be difficult to earn. Points should be a, a big thing. Uh, but is that just because it's ingrained in us? Is that just because, like, it's always been that way and therefore points should always be a difficult thing to earn? I'm I'm very much set in my ways with a lot of things with Formula One, but I am also very aware that I I think it could be as good, or at least in the in the long term, I think it would be as enjoyable to watch teams fighting it out for points past tenth place because it, I think it would add that extra level of value throughout Grand Prix racing, you know, and every event. I don't. You won't get those. Oh my God! He scored a point finally. He got lucky, and everyone retired, and he got top ten. You won't get that. But 
you'll have much more sort of, ah, this is a good fight for 12. Things to watch. And this is something that could change the championship for eighth place in the constructors or ninth place in the constructors because they are fighting for points. And also how how much more racing is there at the back because they're a lot closer than the the big money teams at the front. Uh, obviously, Red Bull running away with it this year, but uh, even in the past, like when it was Mercedes, uh, Ferrari, Red Bull, Miles Claire, all the racing came from, you know, a Renault, a Force India, Saubers, whatever. They're, they're all the ones scrapping at the back. And they, in the races, you don't really care or they don't really show them if it is a battle for 13th it doesn't seem as exciting because you know there's no points on offer whereas if there was you know someone's gonna defend a lot harder for that position uh because it because it could be you know it could change the whole constructors championship and uh yeah i think it, i personally don't see that that small thing of oh that's nice that a driver's earned a point after a long time of not getting it is worth the the pros that it that gives. And also I'd argue that nowadays with the budget cap and them trying to close everything up, uh, we might not see that as much again uh, where you get one driver or one team that are so far behind and aren't going to score points for a long time. Uh, you know, we've seen every team already score a point this season I believe, yeah, we have, haven't we? Yeah, same. It's not as it's not as common. Now, I'm fascinated to hear what what you think. Um, so, whether you're listening on audio, uh, just send it in via social media, or if you're on YouTube, just pause the video, type us what your your ideal format for the points would be, um, because I think that there won't be one right answer, and I think there are plenty of different various uh, variants that. Uh, that we could go down. So I'm, I'm fascinated to hear uh, what what you think. Uh, and I'm sure, to be fair, you've already typed that we're washed and this is, uh, you know, we should stick it with top 10 or maybe we should have the top three scoring points. Who knows? Um, but I'm sure there's someone out there that, that <laughs> believes every different uh, possibility. Now, another con was around more teams being able to nick fastest lap point at the end by pitting. Was that something you saw, Tommy, that people say? I just or? thought that maybe some people would be like, oh, but then it gives a chance for someone in 15th to take the point away. Uh, say like, a, Good. yeah, like more people can get a faster <laughs> slap point. I don't know. It's something different. Uh, it depends if you're on the, is the fastest lap point farcical or not. I still can't make my mind up whether I'd like it or not personally. I like it. I think it's. I think it's slot into Formula One quite nicely. It adds that extra small dose of drama, um, especially when Verstappen ignores team orders and just uh, <laughs> shoves a shoves a fast slap in anyway. And also, we are very. You know, we're, we're being very generous to the to the top 15 if we think that Alfa Romeo is going to pit and beat Max Verstappen's fastest lap these days. So, um, yeah, that, I guess it's if there's a driver out of position that uh, that'll uh, chuck on a, a set of softs. But, yeah, I don't think that's, that's neither here nor there. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, well, let's now move to what the championship will look like yeah. if <laughs> uh, we had this new top 15. So, by no surprise, Max Verstappen is still leading the championship um, by 51 points. Perez is second. Uh, Alonso is third, 105 uh, points he has. So he would have scored... No, no difference? No well, I guess difference. a slight difference in the sense yeah, of like a, a how many... points here and there. Because but... this is with the MotoGP point system, this is right? With MotoGP point system, the sprint race is exactly the same and one point for fastest lap that goes down to is 50. Is Perez 51 points behind Verstappen It's anyway. 53. So. 53 all right so a couple of points here, here or there uh, alonso's on 105 then you've got hamilton uh, on 98 uh, but then you know as you move slowly further down yuki sonoda the absolute goat has gone from 16th in the championship <laughs> to 11th with 32 points and that's where he belongs because he's like, been he consistent decent right? drives he would have scored in bahrain saudi australia azerbaijan miami uh, Monaco and Spain. You've got points in every they race. Scored yeah. Every race apart from the sprint. Yeah, exactly. So you can argue, oh, you know, you're just saying it because you're a Yuki fanboy, but should you not be rewarded for good results? And it's not Yuki's fault that, you know, the he he can't he can only do so much of that Alpha Tauri and get it to to a decent place, especially when we said the top eight are already locked out. There's not many retirements. Uh, so someone like Sonoda is the perfect example of showing that you're actually rewarded. Now, the entire championship table is almost identical. Um, you've just got Gasly and Ocon swap a, a position, but there'd be one point separating them, so really close. But yeah, Sonoda leaps right up the order, and someone that leaps right down the order is Nico Hülkenberg, who goes from 12th to 17th. So, and that is because Hulkenberg in the current table popped in a P7 and then hasn't hasn't been particularly great in any of the other races. So he'd go way down the order because he's not been consistent. So it rewards, I guess you, the, the argument is it rewards consistency uh, rather than, and a more, and a more representative table of what's actually happening every race rather than just a crazy race here and there also as well want a big shout out to Valtteri Bottas who uh, I assumed was going to get shafted by this but no 14th uh, in the championship and 14th again <laughs> yeah. uh, in this new one um, Norris as well I thought may have got shafted a bit he goes down one from 11th in the actual real table to 12th in this but one interestingly Piastri is um, only one point behind him yeah so, which is pretty mad, yeah, isn't it? All those seventeenth places for Lando wouldn't have been scoring in points, whereas uh, exactly. Piastri, all those kind of twelfth and thirteenth that he's got, would be scoring in points. So, look, it's uh, it's, it's an interesting it. table, uh, and 
you know, maybe we do this again at the end of the year. I've got the the table now to to know how it works because the longer it goes in to the season, the the more difference I think we'll get. At the moment, there's only really two drivers that have got a big big change, but it'd be interesting, you know, maybe way later down the line, the whole bottom ten is in a completely different order because there's so many drivers finishing. 11th, 12th, 13th, but not getting anything to show for it. Apart from Logan Sargent, he will be the one consistent person Look, in the world. He, he has he four points point in Bahrain, Bahrain, but then zero from, from there on. Uh, and he is, yes, 20th on the on the table. Seven points behind De Vries in this one, uh, who is 19th. But yeah, that is pretty much it, I think, in terms of uh, chatting about this new potential point system, which is absolutely never going to happen. But we thought we'd throw it into the into the universe and see what people thought of it. Have you changed your mind after listening to our Washed Opinions? Or are you unsubscribing right now? Please don't. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. There are many of you that watch these videos and haven't subscribed. So please click that beautiful subscribe button. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? Justice for Yuki Sonoda. That's it. Fair. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I should have seen that coming, to be fair, didn't I? Um, okay. Well, that is it. Thank you so much. Let us know your opinions, and we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.